Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Don't think we need much of a chaser before getting into this podcast, so let's get right to it. We are continuing our coverage here at Cracked Rackets of the 2021 NCAA Division I Tennis Tournament. We're trying to speak with as many of the coaches and players as we can of our 16 remaining quarterfinal teams here on this edition of the show. You're going to hear from the Florida State women, 4-2 winners over Texas A&M. You're going to hear from the USC men, 4-2 winners, or maybe it was 4-1. No, I think it was 4-2 Montez and Ross. I'll leave that in West four two winners over the University of Virginia and then TCU shocking dominance four one over the Ohio State Buckeyes we talked to coach Roditi Alistair Gray as well again only a couple of questions as it's a broader media day here on Tuesday at this NCAA tournament but of course we want to do our best to prepare all of you listeners for all of the rest of the week's action so again on this podcast you're going to hear from the Florida State women you're going to hear from the USC men you're going to hear from the TCU men of course the reason we're able to do this day in day out the support we get from you listeners our Patreon family our friends at Midwest Sports you already know the deal midwestsports.com the promo code is cr15 so with that in mind let's get right to it here is our conversations another from the presser segment with the florida state women the usc men and the tcu men Florida State women's tennis head coach Jennifer Hyde and player Nandini Doss. God. Alex Gruskin, Cracked Rackets, congratulations to you on the victory. My first question, though, is actually for Dini. Uh, in a match like that yesterday, when you guys have four three-setters going on simultaneously, how do you stay focused on your court? How do you prevent yourself from doing any scoreboard watching? Thanks. <laughs> really? Um, it's, yeah, um, definitely my a flaw in in my life to stay focused on what I'm doing. Uh, in a match like Texas A&M, uh, I, you know, I struggled a bit with that at the ACC tournament. And since, uh, you know, playing in the middle of the courts, like, you know, the energy kind of what I put into the match goes through all six courts. And when, if I do look up at the score, it doesn't work out very well for me. So I kind of have to just uh, you know, stay focused on my match, look at my racket, you know, uh, Jen was on my court against AM and, you know, we were just kind of sharing this energy and going point by point and trying to stay focused on my court. It was hot out there uh, against AM. I don't think I had much energy to spare uh, looking at the other courts because uh, I had to focus so much on my match. But uh, I think as I'm, you know, if I win that uh, third set and go along with Pep, who was on four, and our scores were ki- kind of going similarly together. It gives uh, Dre and Pep a huge advantage to stay in the match and, you know, get the chance to clinch. Uh, the energy goes up, and all of a sudden the crowd gets a bit louder, and, you know, we have the upper hand. So uh, it's tough. It's tough for sure. My, the hardest thing for me to do is stay on my court, but it, it's also my biggest strength that if that does happen, then there's really no stopping us. Mm-hmm. And same question to you, Coach, uh, to, you know, have four uh, three-set matches in particular, even though she didn't win, for Julia to just get that second set. uh, What did you see from the fight from your team yesterday? You know, obviously, how proud of your team are you? Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about the momentum shifts that are going to happen, right? And um, they happened a lot in that match, for sure. I think 
you know, just as Jules was finishing her second set with a win, you know, 3-4, we're losing their sets. I think Dre had come back down at 6 to, to finish that set, then started losing, having a deficit. It was amazing. You know, it was hard to know the scores down at the bottom, but the, the, it's like it shifted. It flip-flopped exactly at the same time. Um, but again, I mean, we know to expect those, and it's just a matter of keeping the focus. And, and like you said, not looking up at those scoreboards, but they're gonna they're gonna gaze at it. But they also know that they got to dial right back in and listen. That the fight the fight had to happen, right? And, and this time of year, that's you know, in any time of the year, actually, this whole semester, it's it's the, the most competitive team and the ones that are willing to sink their their teeth into this and not let go and not relent. And, and I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons we were able to pull that one off. And it's going to require the same thing looking ahead to Texas. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that Texas match, my final question, uh, you guys were able to take the doubles point against A&M. Now, you know how strong Texas is, one through six in singles. How important will that doubles point be? And, you know, how excited were you with your team's performance in their opening match? Yeah, no, uh, the doubles was really good. I mean, we had some we had some leads at one, you know, so I think two 40-15 games, and that, that, that could have made the separation a little bit bigger at number one, and we didn't win those two games, but we hung in there and, and kept, you know, kept with the game plan. Obviously, it was nip and tuck at number two. Number three did a fantastic job of leading the charge and really happy with how we came out in doubles. It, it, it did get a little distracting, you know, halfway through just because I think the A&M team showed up on the men's side, and they did a, a terrific job of, of cheering for their, their women. Um, and, and that was a bit of a momentum shifter as well, but we held on really, really, really tightly at that point, which was impressive. And, yes, I mean, everyone's good one through six right now. You know, I mean, there's, there's no one that's left in this tournament who has a weakness. And um, we're expecting to just go bit by bit, you know, bite by bite against this team. And, and we know it's going to require four hours of complete um, focus and, and physicality and um, having mental fortitude that, that, that is going to be required in the moment. And, and, and I think we're excited for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still alive. My weakness, very good tennis, and you guys certainly played it in your opening match, so congratulations. Good luck the rest of the way, Coach. Th- thanks, Thank Alex. You. USC men's tennis head coach Brett Macy and player Daniel Kukierman. Appreciate that. Congratulations to you both on the victory. Uh, I want to start with you, coach, because since we have duty to the left of you, uh, just curious, you know how banged up he's been all season. I have heard rumors. It was suggested just don't play for two months. Just take some time off. Do what you got to do to get healthy for May. He didn't do that. He contributed match in, match out. And, you know, again, to have him in the lineup, even when he wasn't playing his best tennis, and I say that lovingly, Daniel, uh, what did that mean for the rest of the team? I mean, look, whether he's healthy or not, he, it's 100%, 50%. I'd put him out there to play for us, you know, at number one any day of the week just because of his heart and his competitive drive. He's one of those guys that you, you're fortunate enough to have on a team once every however many years. And, uh, you know, we're just lucky he's battling for us. You know, he, he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve for one, but also puts his – you know, full 100% out there every single day, whether it's in practice or whether, you know, it's in a dual match like you see, you know, here. He just has that drive about him that he wants to be super successful. Um, and that's great to have not only in a, 
you know, and a senior and a captain, but you're also your number one player because if he's like that at number one, that means everybody down the road and down the line in order should, should try to follow suit. Um, so to have great leadership like him out on the court for us means a, a bunch. And like I told you, when we lost to Pepperdine, you know, it, it's hard to, to fill a position and fill a void like that. Um, he was playing Davis Cup at the moment, but, you know, for him, you know, yeah, he's had everybody's got nicks and bruises when you play on the tour, and he knows that, and he's getting ready for that himself once he finishes his last year here. You know, he knows that it's going to be a grind for him when he uh, steps out on the tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and and for you, Daniel, yesterday the energy you and Riley played with felt contagious. And you know, I'm curious, what was the discussion between the two of you, the two senior captains? What was the tone you were trying to set at the top of the lineup? Uh, to be honest, it's it's Riley and I last tournament. Um, we are in college. We're trying to to have fun out there, and I think when you are such Riley is like enormous competitor. Is like me and him together. Us, you don't you don't need much to motivate us. So I think uh, playing NCAA's and uh, it doesn't matter. You know, when I'm playing with him, then it's 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 full on go and. And I think we showed it every doubles match so far this postseason. Uh, I think we won every doubles doubles match so far. So um, when you have someone like that, then you know, then you can me and him together are gonna take all the team to to you know to max effort. I think that that uh, they follow the leaders yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm I'm curious. One more question for you, Daniel. To have the women's team on the sideline. I could hear them, certainly. I imagine you and Riley heard them as well. How valuable was that to the rest of the team? Yeah, that was super cool. I mean, that was the first match they, they could come to watch us this, this uh, semester. So uh, for them to stay another night, uh, it was so cool. And uh, they really helped us, and we take this opportunity to thank them. And uh, we thanked them yesterday, and, you know, it was very helpful, I think, we... We're outnumbered by by the Virginia guys uh, on the sidelines, so definitely having them was a very very unique moment. So, I, yeah, I, no, I told Macy from the beginning he should have recruited me. I would have been great at that role. But um, the last question to you, Coach. Again, all the ups and downs this season. You guys have played a million four three matches. You guys have had injuries all season long. You win the Pac-12 tournament. You knock off Virginia here. Is your team peaking at the right moment? Yeah, I mean, I think we're like we like you mentioned, we're healthy now, and we're able to. This is the first time all season we've been able to play a stretch of matches with the same lineup and the same crew out there the entire time. So there's definitely a sense of security amongst the group when they go out there and play. They know who's battling at each position, which we had last year when we finished. Like everybody knew who was going to be at each spot, and they felt comfortable. And that's that's something that's really valuable in a lineup. Um, but I mean, look, this is why these guys come to USC. This is when we, we try to play our best, or this is when we aim to play our best, is in the postseason and this time in May. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully we uh, have the best tennis line ahead of, uh, ahead of us in the next three matches. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you to you both, and congratulations on the victory. TCU men's tennis head coach David Roditi and player Alistair Gray.
you and congratulations to you both on the victory. Uh, I want to start with you, Coach. I happened to see Burtis practicing on the grounds on Sunday, and he was playing singles. And I kind of looked at him and I said, are you going to play singles this week? And he gave me this coy answer, like, I, I can't tell you. You're the media, which I was like, come on, man. But, you know, beyond that, uh, so clearly there was, some, there was a, an acknowledgement that he may need to be ready to go. And for him to not play much singles this year, take that first set off of JJ. Uh, I, you know, curious, you know, about your thoughts on his performance and, you know, his preparation leading into the week. Yeah. I mean, Burtis, Burtis is, he's played every year that he's been with us and he had, he had an injury during a match against uh, Florida when we were at Florida and he basically barely could barely finish a doubles match and that was it. He was out for, for a long time and he was out before that so it's it's because of injuries that he hasn't been playing it's not because of his level we 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 feel that we have 10 players that can contribute I've seen you I believe you've seen for sure nine out of the ten competing at a big stage at indoors Max Kersman did a great job stepping in he's done a great job in singles and in doubles uh, so he, we, we knew he, he had the experience. We knew Burtis could handle the moment. Uh, he's got a big game. He's, he's uh, been around for a long, long time. So it was just a matter of him going out there, and, and he looked really good in that first set. Got off to a slow start in the second set, but uh, I have no doubt that, that if it can come down to his match, that he would have been ready to, to give the Frogs the victory. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for you, Alistair, uh, curious, it, you know, it just seemed like you guys had an energy in the doubles and you know how important that doubles point can be. But, you know, for you and Luke and Jake and Burtis yesterday to uh, both get those 6-4 victories, what did that point do to set the tone for the rest of the match? Um, yeah, it was huge. Um, the doubles is always such a big factor for momentum in college. Um, I think someone came out with a tweet in the last eight matches that the eight out of eight people who win the doubles point win or something like that um it's it's yeah it's obviously the first point it's only a quarter you're only a quarter of the way there when you when you do win the dubs point but um it sets the tone for the match um you know Fomber and I um came out with a lot of energy very aggressive um which are our two main things in doubles and we did that um I didn't. I don't know. I didn't see, but I heard that uh, Bert and and Jacob were doing the same on court two, and the Czechs on three were doing the same. I could hear them, and they were they were rallying well. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, especially against a team like Ohio State, who's who uh, likes to roll with momentum, probably um, that was a good way to just kind of just assert our authority early on. Um, that being said, you know, it is only a quarter of the points, and after coach says in between doubles and singles every time, it is only you know there's seven points out there, um, six more. Um, so, you know, even though it might seem like a massive momentum shift at times, statistically, that you know it's there's still there's still so much to be won. So, even though we had the momentum, we still needed to knuckle down and uh, and secure the the other three points. Mm-hmm. And um, for you yesterday to, you know, I know it was a tough day for you in singles, but curious, you saw Luke, for him to knock off an undefeated cannon, what do you think of his performance and just what that did for the rest of the team? Yeah, I mean, um, no, Luke's stepped up uh, incredibly well this year. He's um, He's been 
an extremely valuable player. He's he's his game's coming together really really well. He's serving great. Um, you know, I, I wasn't surprised to be honest when he when he beat. Um, I mean, sorry, Cannon Kings. He's a very very good player. Twenty one and a great season. But I had full confidence in Luke that he uh, could win that match. Um, and the fact that he did it, obviously, uh, credit to him and the work that he's been putting in. And um, yeah, he's just been. That's he. He's been having a great season. So uh, yeah, he, great great job for him and. And that obviously, um, that obviously was great for the team, and and sh gives everyone else confidence that you know, Luke's. I mean, he's one of the best players in college, I would say. So. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely, and you know, again, my final question, and it's for you, coach. And just so you know, Alistair, good to know you follow Bobby Knight. Round of sixteen teams now, fifteen and one after they took the doubles point. Just that's the updated yeah. stat. Just Both so you told know me that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, the question for you, coach, again, uh, for your team. It can be doubles, and yesterday it was doubles two, four, five. It can be you know one, two, three, four. I know when you guys beat Baylor, it was three, four, five, six. Uh, having those multiple pathways to four, what does that do for you? And again, how comprehensive of an effort is it going to need to be for you guys to knock off the Bears again tomorrow? Yeah, well, I think it means that we have a good team. You know, yeah. and we have a bunch of good players. It's it's beautiful. It, it, what it what does it do for me? It keeps my heart rate. From getting above 200, uh, maybe just keeps it down a nice 180, uh, knowing that, that we're in every point. There's nothing like feeling like you're just out of a match, uh, especially at this stage. It's, it's hard to, to do the things that, that these guys want to accomplish and, and be giving, giving up points. So it's, it's great for us as coaching staff to know that we have a chance at every single position, and it's great for them to know that they can win at every position. And, um, and and the good thing about this season is that we've had we've had so much, everybody has, everybody, I feel that like because of COVID, there were so many injuries and 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 what happened yesterday, our, our, our speech before the match was, it'd be weird if somebody wasn't out in this match. We've dealt with it all year long and, and the guys are used to it and they, they handle it, they love it, not love it, but they, they rise up to that challenge and, um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm just a very proud, very proud coach of these guys, the resilience and what they're willing to, to go through and suffer to give TCU the W. Mm -hmm. Well, congrats to you both, and obviously good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank good you, Alex, thanks. and thanks, thanks for all your coverage. You've been amazing. Thank you. Hope all of you enjoyed another NCAA edition of our From the Presser segment. Again, a huge thank you to all of the teams, all of the players for taking the time to chat with us. A huge thank you to Daniel Pizer, sincerely at the USTA for putting up with all of my nonsense today. And a shout out to him, the NCAA, for facilitating this sort of media access for us college tennis fans. Again, a fantastic 
weekend of action ahead of us. Quarterfinals for the women start on Wednesday, for the men on Thursday, and then it's semifinal Friday, championship Saturday. I will be here in Orlando for the remainder of the team event, as well as the first few days of the individuals. I have to say, there are some intriguing non-NCAA tournament but college tennis-related storylines that are just, you know, kicking around, I suppose, on the grounds here in Orlando, and we're going to talk about all of them in our mini-break podcast on our GSPs with Chris Hallior, Matt Stokowiak, and our usual plethora of guests, so be on the lookout for all of that content, and of course, you can find it all on our website, CrackedRackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. Shout out to the best in the business, super producer Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job he has to do. Seriously, I text him at the most random hours. I'm like, can you edit right now? Within three minutes, I get that. Yep, of course. Just tell me when it's on the drive. He is the best, folks. No one I would rather work with. So shout out to him for his continued efforts. And again, shout out to our friends at Midwest Sports. If you need to update your best gears at the best prices, go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. With that in mind, for our wonderful guests and these players, these teams who are providing us such outstanding tennis here down the home stretch of the college tennis season, for our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westa, for our friends at Midwest Sports, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another From the Presser edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.